What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling, Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 107 of the TNA Crossline Podcast. I am Bob Gallion Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, on tonight's impact, boy, oh boy, are we in for a treat. Because apparently tonight, the worm, Dennis Rodman, one of my favorite Chicago Bulls players, a rebound master, will be appearing on TNA Impact, along with the most controversial reality star ever johnny fairplay a guy that we haven't seen seemingly in months then plus ken shamrock is back so he might be on impact dude there's a whole lot of people coming back making their debuts celebrity wise and rustler wise are you excited for the worm and for fairplay's apparent return or what yeah man let's get the worm dude not Sky I, Too Hotty, folks. It's Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I I don't know if I knew that was his nickname or not. I can't remember if I knew that. <laughs> yeah. But see, that I'm makes not me... Sure, I'm not sure when that became a thing. Why is that his nickname? Uh, because I think he's like... You know, a worm is like so slithery. And like the way that okay, he would okay. like rebound was like kind of... Okay. Like that. I was hoping it wasn't like a the same kind of... You know how if you like call someone like a snake, it's like they're like... Um, conniving, so it's like, oh, he's a worm. No, I, I could, I could be way wrong on it, but I just think no, it's that the makes way sense that it, though. That makes sense. Like, he, I mean, he would dive on the floor for the ball. Like, he would just go everywhere for it. Not Actually, to say that a worm would go everywhere for it, but I don't know. I just saw like a, a recent picture of Dennis Rodman on, um, like Instagram, like at a DJ thing, and I was like, this is so random. And I was like, oh wait, he's about to be on Impact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, this and this wouldn't be his like latest wrestling adventure. Really? Yeah, because he did something uh, overseas. Really? Where he wrestled Kurt Henning, and that was in two thousand. What? I think it was like two thousand. That is bizarre. Yeah, I um I I actually reviewed reviewed that show for uh, Wrestling Recaps, and boy, is it a doozy! I bet it is. Um, I think. That is super interesting. I thought you were going to say, like, XWF, because that would not shock me if he appeared there as well. No, I don't believe he was there. It is kind of interesting, because Dennis Rodman does, I mean, it, like you said, if he's not his latest. He literally just did something a couple of years before this then. He obviously did the WCW <laughs> stuff. So it's like, this dude's kind of intertwined in a lot of wrestling stuff. And if you thought that TNA was the new WCW, well, you better bring in Dennis Rodman. Yeah, so his uh, latest appearance for Dennis Rodman, in terms of anything wrestling related, was uh, over in Australia for IGW, Superstars of Wrestling. The show was called Rodman Down Under. And on that show, he would wrestle Kurt Henning for the world title in an Australian Outback match, which I, I don't really remember what it was, but he lost by disqualification. Do you want to know other? There's only like four other matches. 
Why not, dude? I didn't know we were going to do Dennis Rodman indie notes today, but this is great. Well, he doesn't appear on the weekly, so I got the paper. That, that's true. We got to get his wrestling history. And before this, he wrestled back in, what, what was it, 98 or whatever? 90, 97 and 98, I think. And 99, 99, he was at uh, He did that many appearances? Jesus Christ. He did a few, yeah. Wow. Uh, the Road Warriors defeated Public Enemy to win the IGW Tag Team titles in a double tables match. Wow. The Barbarian defeated Brute Force, which I think, yeah, is Bruce Beefcake. Jesus. Sweet Destiny defeated Brandywine. And then the other match here was for the IGW Australasian title match. title, And it was the one-man gang defeated Tatanka to win the title. Wow, dude. That is... Quite the show. Yeah, it was not a fun experience watching that match. So he, <clears throat> Rodman, yeah, 97, he has two matches. One of which was actually on a Nitro. I think I, I, think I knew that. And then he had Bash at the Beach. 98, yep. he Bash at the Beach again. Rodman Ooh, okay. Hogan against Paige and Malone. Oh, yeah. 99. Was just against Randy Savage in a hard in a hardcore match. See that one, I don't know if I knew about that match. You didn't know about Road Wild. I don't know if I did. I, I'm not sure. The legendary I, uh, porta potty. I feel like if run. if I saw it, maybe that would that would refresh me. But I feel like WCW '99 is like that's still a mystery to me. Dude, like, you need to fucking watch that. And we know what here's the, and I I'm willing to suggest this right now. That when we get to impacts, our bonus episodes should be fucking Nitro 1999. <laughs> and <laughs> Thunder. Fuck it. We can just do... And Thunder. We'll, we'll splice them in every once in a while. But yo, dude, we're here at uh, Thunder March whatever 99. Let's check it out. Yeah, we're going to do a special bonus series where we where what we do is we're going to watch all the Nitros from 99. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, that's like a mysterious time for me still that like really just like piques my interest because i've never it's nothing i've ever seen and the only reason i didn't start there when i when i talk my when i did my infamous 2000 watch from from april on is because i didn't know where to start like do i start at starcade 98 do i just start at the first or you know in the bright beginning of the year of 99 and that's why i like to push your chops over on icopod because I want to, if we're going to do bonus episodes, I want to, I just want to watch it all. Just fucking watch it all in order. Yeah, I would, I would have said that you should have watched from January 4th. If you wanted to start at Starcade 98 and then like the next, the Nitro after, I mean, I guess you could have, but I would have just started with January 4th. Okay. And then. Is that when they like introduce the new stage and everything? Or is that even before that? The new stage is not until April. Oh, wow. April of 99. They're just April, like doing shit in April. April 5th, I believe, is when the new, the new stage comes in, into effect. And that's the one that everyone like slips on, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good shit. And people say it looks like a giant, like a vagina. Explo- exploding vagina or like bird shit. And yeah. listen, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I actually don't mind that logo, I don't think. I, listen, man, I like, <laughs> I like the OG Nitro stage. Right. Like that's like great. I never hated the other one. I don't know if I do either. I, I feel like that's very controversial, but like and I then, really don't hate it. I think in um I think in the death of WCW they show like all the other options for the new 
Oh, I've logo. seen something about that, yeah. And it's like none of them are good. So like you're why even change it? I don't think it's that bad. And I think maybe the other thing that doesn't bother me is because that like exploding looking logo is usually so small because the Monday Nitro is like the important part. So then you just right. see like, the little thing up at the top. And I don't I, I just really don't hate it as much as everyone else does. I do agree. It does look like all of these things, but I don't hate it that much. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah I, never, I, pretty, ne- I never hate it. It's I mean, pretty interesting. But, you know. <laughs> Well, guys, you know what our next project is. Let's just put it that way. Here's the thing. And maybe we could get Austin to do it, too. Because I think he would maybe do that. Um, I think it would be a lot of fun. I think it'd be a blast. It'd be, it'd be a hell of an entertaining listen and a watch. Because, <laughs> so, I mean, just so much would go down. But, you know, speaking of a lot going down, Bob. We have seen a lot going down here. In TNA wrestling. Probably too much. But not as much as it was in like 2002 where you'd an hour later you'd kind of forget what happened in the first hour because it was so chaotic. Because yeah. Yeah. I do believe that probably has happened at least once. But uh, just a couple days ago, we just watched another weekly pay-per-view. It was June 30th, 2004. Which is pretty, pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, let's just run down the card real quick. I got some really interesting notes about uh, the show and about a lot of people. And uh, it's only going to carry over, Bob, because even on next episode, our next weekly episode, I saw a little tease of some notes, and I think it's going to get pretty interesting. Okay. And it's going to be kind of sad, too. But we'll talk well, about we don't want sadness on the show. I, I'm, I really do have a really, really sad thing to talk about next week. But Oh, what? Yeah, I'm hoping we can like try to brighten up the mood after we talk. What about do you mean? Now I'm concerned. Nope, I can't tell you yet. It has to. I can't tell you yet. Ah, uh, okay. It will be dressed next week, or yeah, next episode. It is technically next week too. Yeah, it's weird. You guys understand? We do two episodes a week now. Every episode's next week, even though really it's just next episode. Sometimes it's two days later. Sometimes it's a couple days. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, on that weekly show, just two days ago, we saw Sabu and Sanjay Dutt defeat Team Canada's Bobby Roode and Petey Williams, and Scott Demore was ringside for that, of course. That match went 10 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, D'Lo and Monty Brown went to a double countout in 4 minutes and 57 seconds, and that match was kind of a mess. Uh, Dave has some notes on that. We'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, then there was the double-or-nothing humiliation match where Pat Kenny and Sonny Siaki ended up defeating the New York Connections, Glenn Gilberti and Johnny Swinger, in 5 minutes and 57 seconds, meaning they have to wear the ridiculous outfits for 60 days instead of 30. And I don't, and I still don't think that we're going to get a whole two months of that. I'm still, like, pretty sure, and I don't know for a fact at all. I feel like we're really, like, this is going to be our last hurrah for Glenn Gilberti. Like, I really don't think we're going to see too much more of him. I don't know. Just my gut is saying, this is it. But I could, yeah, I mean, I don't, in terms of, like, in-ring. Yes, in-ring. Yeah. Yeah. I think, because what, there was a, a while where he was almost strictly a manager. Well, that was when his back was off. When his, I, mean, I like that. Yeah, as a manager, fine. I liked him as a manager. 
But I guess what else do you, you don't? There's like nothing else to do. And I feel like every time, and I'm sure this happens in other, with other feuds and stuff that we can point out. But I feel like every time that Glenn Gilberti has been in a feud, it's lasted months, and it's just like, let me stop. I just feel like it gets so dragged out because they just don't know what else to do. And unfortunately, in this case, that really sucks for the other people involved, like Pat Kenny and Sonny Siaki, who we've enjoyed a lot. And unfortunately, are kind of just stuck in this like circle of facing Glenn Gilberti and Johnny Swinger over and over. Uh, and I believe at the end of that match, Big Vito came out and was like yelling at everyone, and he's pretty pissed off. But then, shocking turn of events, Bob. Abyss defeated Eric Watts in seven minutes and twenty six seconds. Goldilocks now owns Eric Watts's contract. Eric Watts's legit wife was there, the one that he apparently had an affair with Goldilocks. She got involved at the end, or, or I guess it was more or less after. And um, who knows what? Who knows what the future of Eric Watts is for us? That's another one. Just don't know. Uh, just don't really know what we're gonna do there. But yeah, I feel like Gilbert. Yeah, Gilberti and Watts. I think. I think they're reaching towards like the end of the. the like the, this phase of TNA. Like they're getting. They should be getting phased out. I I agree with that. And I think, you know, you look at these shows on Fox Sports Net with Impact, and it's very much. It's more athletic. It's stuff like that. And I think that's the way we're pivoting. So you're doing silly shit like this. Goldilocks and Eric Watts storyline. I feel like, I mean, they're going to happen. But I feel like we're, we're trying to not do as much stuff like that. Same with the, I mean, the the, the um, humiliation thing. Like that, I just feel like that's, we're not going to see as much of that, at least for a little bit going forward. Well, you know, in another and I hate to say this too, but like I think maybe Sonny Siaki and uh, Pat Kenny might even be in that boat. It almost does feel like that, but I think that's also the case of like them. They're not sure what to do, even though I think there's definitely a way that they could use them better. But what I guess that's also what's important to note is that I think the best stuff we were seeing out of uh, Pat Kenny was when he was with Johnny Swinger. Yes. If they were still a tag team, I think things would be different. Oh, a lot different for him. Yeah. And that's a bummer. Siaki, unfortunately, I feel like he's definitely gotten lost in the shuffle. I feel like he got lost mm-hmm. a, while, a while ago, uh, which sucks because uh, we really like Sunny Saki, but it's kind of a kind of what do you do? So yeah, absolutely. I guess we'll see what happens going forward there. Um, and then after that, Abyss and Watts match. Shockingly, the Naturals defeated America's Most Wanted in a non-title tag team match in 11 minutes and three seconds, uh, which I really did not expect. But that explains the... As soon as they said non-title, I think it was pretty much like, ah, we see we see what's going on. Right. But that's okay. Good way to kind of bring out that feud a little bit. And I'm not sick of that one. I think that's been... They've been doing that pretty well. And then the focus of the whole show... Who was AJ Styles going to defend the X Division title against? It was supposed to be Kid Cash again, but he was suspended. And uh, if you've been listening to our behind-the-scenes news and notes in the beginning of these Impact episodes, uh, he kind of he's kind of not very happy 
we're going to talk about that again in a few minutes. But uh, basically, Vince Russo said, you know what? Everyone can fight him. So AJ Styles ended up defeating Chris Sabin, Kazarian, Michael Shane, Primetime, and The Amazing Red in 15 minutes and 41 seconds in what I thought was a pretty good main event. Uh, Yeah, we're also kind of forgetting one major thing here, and that is that uh, the NWA world title was, in fact, returned to Jeff Jarrett. And we got hoodwinked and bamboozled because they showed footage of Vince Russo saying that if anybody essentially used the guitar, they would be disqualified. We were under the impression that it was Jeff Jarrett. The wording was... was, um very well done because he said the way he said it was like jeff jarrett if anyone uses the guitar right if or he says jeff jarrett if a guitar is used right then there will be disqualification but not if jeff jarrett uses the guitar so the way they did it when they show the footage it's like oh man (laughs) it's like damn they got us so you guys are listening. If you watch the long or something, or you guys remember the episode, you, you're listening to us. Like, man, these guys aren't listening. They're like, damn, they got us. Yeah. They got us good. Yeah. But, um, and they actually, I think they did a, a pretty well, good job there. I mean, Killings was saying, <laughs> you know, I, I've defended myself and this and that, and they kind of played into that. It was, I thought, pretty well done. But yeah, unfortunately, it was then just put back with Jarrett. And that brings us to this week's impact. So that was quite a bit. Me and Bob ended up giving the show a thumbs up, I believe, if I remember correctly. Now Bob says slight, and I agree with that. Oops, I hit the wrong file. But, um, you know, it wasn't, I don't think it was a bad show. I think the matches were pretty good. But besides that, there, I mean, is what it is. It's kind of where we're at sometimes with these shows, and that's fine. So, Bob, what do you think that the readers of the Wrestling Observer thought about the show? Uh, I'm going to say they went thumbs up. Well, only 4% gave it a thumbs up. Which means 84% gave it a thumbs down and 12% in the middle. Holy And you'll be glad to know, as Dave notes here, a week later, it was the anniversary show, and not the fact that they have TV that appeared to lead to a huge increase in interest. Now... For the, and that was on June 23rd. Now, for the June 30th show, we're back to the normal level of response after more than triple the usual. So we went down a lot, and by, by a lot, what I mean is 25 people voted. Um, and out of those 25, one of them gave it a thumbs up. So it's pretty <laughs> fucking shocking. Yeah. Wow. Um, And it, it kind of gets even more interesting. And... You know, he says, for a show that was even worse than the Great American Bash, which was a few days earlier than than last week's show. Um, and then he kind of goes into the best match. So I'll let you, I think that's pretty obvious, I guess. I don't even have to make you guess, right? That was that was the X Division match. Sure. Um, and the worst match, well, it might be a little tougher. What do you think about that one? And... Did you get... The double Jeopardy match? No, it actually, that was in second place. It was actually Watts and Abyss was voted on as first. And then he says, he kind of goes on to say, the idea that you can have a match as bad as the D'Lo Brown versus Monty Brown match on the show 
which was worse than even the atrocities on the bash, and not get many worse match votes tells you how bad the other two bouts were. Uh, and then he kind of goes on to say that in that match, I don't know if D'Lo was knocked out, but he took a bump, and then he got up and was missing just about everything he tried. And he's far too good of a worker to look that bad, even with Monty. So it's a, uh, he kind of goes a little nuts on it. And I, you know, I guess just usually we don't uh, talk too much WWE, but for reference, I feel like we should probably pull up the Great American Bash show. Because how, how, I don't remember, I mean, I saw it as a kid. Uh, isn't that the one where they like kill Paul Bear? You know, I think it might be. So I'm pulling it up right now just so we can have a little reference of the atrocities. Yes, it is that one, which is hilarious. So it was John Cena defeating Booker T, Rene Dupree, and Rob Van Dam, and that was for the United States title. That was an elimination match. Luther Reigns with Kurt Angle defeated Charlie Haas and Jackie Gaeta by pinfall. Reigns with with Jackie Gaeta. Yes, yes, with Jackie Gaeta. It was not a handicap. Correct. Um. Rey Mysterio retained the Cruiserweight title against Chavo. Then Kenzo Suzuki, TNA alum, defeated Billy Gunn by pinfall. Sable defeated Tori Wilson by pinfall. Mordecai defeated Hardcore Holly by pinfall. And then, well, this match, this was good, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely is good. The JBL versus Eddie Guerrero Texas Bull Roll match where I believe JBL gets the title now. And then, yeah, then there was The Undertaker uh, defeating the Dudley Boys, and that is where the, that's the Concrete Crip match. So I would assume that is what he's referencing, of the atrocity that happened. So, okay, so he's not saying the overall show, he's just saying about the Paul Bearer thing? Well, I think he also mentions the show's not great. I mean, on paper, it doesn't sound horrible. I think if I real like okay right now how I am right now on paper I think I'm interested in like three matches and four because I like Tori Wilson but <laughs> yeah I mean well and, and kind of a okay so this is when it's it's a SmackDown only pay per view right so <clears throat> there's what let's see one. To, there's three matches here where it's essentially getting over newer talent. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. So, like, Luther Reigns, you know, they're kind of an extended, probably, squash match against Charlie Haas. Uh, same thing with Suzuki over Billy Gunn. And then yeah, Mordecai. And Mordecai and Harker Holly. Yeah, that's right. So, they're, they're doing that to kind of advance them moving forward. Ray Chavo sounds good. Yep. Uh, the four-way elimination match probably isn't bad. I think that one's got to be pretty decent, yeah. And then, of course, that Texas Bull Rope match is, like, like all-timer, like, memorable. Right, right. So. And, and you got to have a fun gimmick, because why not? So, like, would that pique your interest going into it? Probably. Did it for me? I don't remember watching the show live. I don't I have no idea. But they killed him, dude. They killed him on pay-per-view. He's yeah. dead. He's dead. Doesn't he come back? Doesn't he come back? Yeah, I think he does eventually come back, but... <laughs> You know, whatever. Um, so, yeah. So, with that happening just a few days before, and then having a, a pretty, apparently, a pretty rough pay-per-view routine, which I don't know if it was that bad, but whatever. The fans spoke, man. 
what can I say? I do agree with, I don't know what the fuck happened to D'Lo, dude. I mean, we were watching it, and I was like, what is happening? Like, it was just, like, mega sloppy. And he definitely got, like, knocked or something. He had to have. Yeah. But, but you know, what can you do? Um, so, let's kind of uh, dive in on a bunch of stuff here. Uh, the show le- drew a legit packed house, although no estimates on how much were freebies this week. Chances are it's like two-thirds like it usually is or whatever. Yeah. Um, he notes that probably the unsung star of the show was Georgia Watts, which is Eric's legit wife, who was planted in the crowd, did almost perfect facials, and woke up a crowd killed by Eric's match with Abyss when she did the run-in, jumping on Abyss, who was choking Eric with the chain, and then got into it with Goldilocks. So hmm. she she's our unsung hero, man. Of course, the most hype thing on the show was that Vince Russo's announcement of who the NWA champion was after the Jarrett Killings controversial finish. Russo came out and said after a week he hadn't made his final decision decision, and brought both men out for final arguments. And he notes that Killings actually did a hell of a promo talking about only hitting Jarrett with the guitar in self-defense because Jarrett was trying to uh, trying to use it. Russo scripted these promos for these guys, just for a reference point. And Russo then ruled that Jarrett was still the champ, which, after listening to the promo, made no sense. Uh, Russo then announced an eight-man gauntlet, which is our gauntlet for the gold, by the way. He doesn't talk. He doesn't mention that, but that's what it is. And that's happening on July 7th. So that's happening on our next episode. And that has Jarrett Killings, BG James, Conan, Onyx, Chad Collier, and Hot Stuff Hernandez. Oh, and Ken Jamrock. Uh, and he says, uh, yes, with all the guys on the roster, those are the eight. James and Conan, who never work singles. Onyx, Collier, and Hernandez, who nobody knows. And uh, so he, he's really kind of shitting on the idea of what's happening. But I think we kind of know what why they're doing this. I mean, Shamrock's in the match. Come on. Uh, the idea is the latter three in the match are only to protect Jarrett and make sure he's there until the end, which makes sense. Then the main event... Styles keeping that title over Kazarian, Amazing Red, Michael Shane, Sabin, and Primetime. Uh, it was a very good match when he pinned Red after the Styles Clash. Now I'm going to pause there for a second before we talk about any other matches because I have to find it. One second, one second. These notes are a mess. Okay. And that's because the, the company took some false advertising heat again this past week. Uh, and this is because... He said it wasn't really their fault this time. They advertised it was Styles and Kid Cash for the June 30th pay-per-view. Cash had said that he'd be able to wrestle, even though he broke his fibula just a few weeks ago. Uh, he was also quoted in the Brian Stahl story he wrote about last, that we, we talked about on you know, two episodes ago for us, uh, saying that the June about the June 23rd show, where he was scheduled Styles, that if it was ECW, then he would have worked a match. But with TNA, he wasn't going to do that which made management hot. Uh, Most of the wrestlers were expecting that he was going to be suspended for his comments, and his future with the company at this point is in jeopardy. He did show up on June 30th in Nashville and told management that his leg wasn't ready and he couldn't go. Management was furious at him because they were led to believe all week that he'd be fine. So they ended up doing the six-man, which most likely wound up being a better match anyways. On pay-per-view, it was announced that Cash was suspended, but that was just a work because they didn't want to say he was injured after advertising him all week. 
So instead, they got people thinking they false advertised them all week since a suspension would be a company decision. And why that gets even more interesting, I gotta find this now right here. Uh, this is in uh, with Brian Alvarez, who usually doesn't give us much of anything anymore, but um, Kid Cash's name has been removed from the TNA website. Really? So unless it's some big wacky angle that nobody in the world would care about except for Russo and Kid Cash, he appears to have gotten his wish to be released. Uh, he says, "I this is Alvarez, I haven't heard anything about WWE showing any interest whatsoever, so he might have really shot himself in the foot this time. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. This is super interesting. Because between these comments and, like, essentially, like, teasing that he wants to leave and asking for his release multiple times, now he, they suspended him to kind of get the heat off themselves for this ad, falsely advertising him. But then they took him off the website. I mean, it's a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm going to assume that it's a wacky storyline. I feel like it it must be, but like... <clears throat> this is something that Russo would just do. Yeah, you're right. He would. I could, dis- I could see it happen. I don't disagree with that. Bro, bro, we got to work the boys, bro, bro. Work the boys and, and don't tell anyone that we took them off because someone will notice it and then... There you go. Well, well, I guess we'll see what happens going forward with that. I mean, regardless, if this dude still has got a broken leg, it's, I mean, we'll see. Is this going to turn into a work shoot, you think? I, I kind of feel like that's maybe what's going to happen. Why not? If you if they're talking about all this shit, why not have him come out and just, I'm, I'm pissed off. Now you suspended me because I don't want to work with a broken leg. Whatever. I don't know. I could see him doing something. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can see that being brought up, yeah. Yeah. It it definitely sounds like it's just an attempt to work the boys. Yeah, I sort of feel like that, too. I just think it's super interesting. So I guess we'll see what happens kind of going forward. There's only one way to find out, and that's to keep listening to the TNA Crestline podcast. Because you know we're going to talk about it. Um, uh, We'll get through the rest of this uh, for last week's show, and then we got some other notes to talk about, but... Um, the Naturals, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens, beat AMW in that non-title match to set up a title match, or title match in a match, which was fine. Uh, then, of course, we already kind of mentioned Abyss pinning Watts in a match that if Watts lost, then Goldilocks gets his contract. Dave notes that the feud is dying. It's almost incomprehensible how bad Watts is for a guy who's been around the business as long as he's been and is a good athlete. Uh, when he was in WCW and never used, all I used to hear is what a good worker he was, but never got the chance. Now I can see why they never used him. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty rough shit from Dave. Well, here's the thing. I don't even know if I would classify him as a good athlete. Hey, dude, he played football. Yeah, but like... Remember, we talked about his stats when he made his debut. They're pretty uh, good. Give me a break. Pretty good. All right. Uh, no, I don't think so. He, um, I mean, if you, re- if you really watch him wrestle, it's, he's very awkward. He, dude, yeah, he is. He's so, very awkward in the ring. Athletically, maybe like, well, not even football wise, like we said before, like, he wasn't necessarily great at that. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't, I don't know if I give, give him the benefit of the doubt on that. I don't, he's someone else. I just don't. I, I like we kind of just talked about. I don't know if he's gonna be around much longer either. But we'll see. 
We'll see what happens. Uh, this is kind of unfortunate news, and that is that uh, Pat Kenny suffered a hamstring injury working out his match before the show, which didn't help the um, him and Siaki winning over uh, Gilberti and Swinger. So he who's injured <laughs> during the match. Uh, Gilberti worked in that leprechaun costume, Siaki. Uh, sorry, he, he made a typo here. It's He means Johnny Swinger worked in a hula dancer outfit. Uh, it was a total disaster, and it wasn't just when Kenny was in or due to him being hurt, but that didn't help matters. Fans chanted lucky charms at Gilberti, uh, but then the place died once they started wrestling. <laughs> Gilberti and Swinger, with the loss, have to wear the outfits for the under 60 days. Uh, and it's also known that D'Lo Brown, I didn't know if I realized this, he got his name back this week, which I think they might have just been calling him D'Lo, maybe. That's what he's referencing, and now that he's back to D'Lo Brown. So they might have they might have gave added that back in. I don't know. That's that's really what they were referencing. I think that he got his last name back. I think it doesn't it doesn't say it literally just says he got his name back. But I don't know if I've paid enough attention even, to know. I didn't even know there was anything different. I think they might have been just calling him D'Lo for a while. I feel like I remember seeing just D'Lo on a nameplate. So really. I don't know, man. I have no idea. I don't know. Um, okay, so listen to this. So there's this new term predicting the timetable for the next person to go, and that is the uh, Belair's watch. So just like our, our friend there, Gorgeous George, because remember how quick she was gone? So this is our new term, according to Dave. Well, the next person on that list of how long they're going to be here before they leave is uh, Bob's favorite, Big Vito. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn yeah. It. Yeah. Russo, who has been friends with him uh, from well before Russo even got into wrestling, when Vito was a Long Island indie wrestler, Skull Van Cross, has been pushing to get him a shot for months. Vito is actually far more talented worker than his rep, largely because people can't stand being around him. He's already had two major blowouts this past week with Trinity. While most blamed it on Vito, some have blamed it on Trinity, claiming that the Kid Cash hothead influence has been a terrible influence on her. So they must still be together at this point. So they're thinking that's kind of rubbing off on her a little bit. Which is kind of interesting. So so Vito's had blow-ups with Trinity? Yeah. Two of them already. Two of them. And I thought Vito was the problem. Well... So maybe so it's some, Trinity. So they're saying it, some are blaming it on Vito most, but then some are saying, well, it might be Trinity this time. So oh, okay. it's pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, this is an interesting note. Uh, we actually just mentioned these people. Uh, this was actually at the Orlando tapings last week. Um, Charlie Haas and Miss Jackie were said to be there at the tapings, but they were not. So we, we didn't see that report in our stuff, but it was reported they were there. Uh, they were in Orlando on a vacation together and bumped into some guys, which is where the story, which Dave and Dave notes, was not reported here, originated from. So there was rumors that Charlie Haas and Miss Jackie were there, but they weren't. Okay. I just thought that was fun. Because remember, Billy Gunn was there. And he was openly complaining about yeah. his, like, his job. Right. He's like, yeah, it sucks. Get me, get me out of your uh, road dog. Can I, can I come to you guys? I can come around. Okay, so I got some bad news, Bob. 
um, for reasons that have not been made clear at press time. DirecTV has dropped carrying TNA pay-per-views without warning, effective immediately on July 6th, the day before their next pay-per-view. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, TNA confirmed the information in an email to regular customers saying that the show would not air in July for an undetermined period of time. DirecTV, which is more than 10 million of the current 54 million homes that have pay-per-view access, generally does above the national average when it comes to buy rates. Now, when WWE lost DirecTV in a several-month-long dispute over a 5% margin of pay-per-view gross they each side felt it was entitled to, it figured its DirecTV buys as 18% of its total audience. Um, and just, just for fun, I have the email, which states here, DT, Dear TNA Wrestling Fans with DirecTV, we're writing you, our most loyal fans, to let you know that due to circumstances beyond our control, total nonstop action wrestling pay-per-view events will not air on DirecTV in the month of July or, or sorry, and for an undetermined amount of time. The last scheduled live TNA pay-per-view event on DirecTV aired on June 30th, 2004. The situation only affects customers of DirecTV and other outlets will continue to carry TNA events as they always have. Remember, although our pay-per-view events will not be made available on DirecTV, you can still watch Total Non-Stop Action Wrestling on your local Fox Sportsnet affiliate every Friday at 3 p.m. and on Comcast Sportsnet every Saturday at midnight. Check your program guide for information on channel time. We understand that you may have the urge to contact DirecTV directly about this situation. We've set up an email box, directtv at nwatna.com, to which you can send any comments that you would like DirecTV to receive. We will forward all the emails sent to directtv at nwatna.com to the appropriate contact at DirecTV. Thank you for being such a devoted TNA wrestling fan. If there are any changes in the situation in the future, you'll be one of the first to know. Sincerely, your friends at TNA Wrestling. Okay, so roughly how many people are we thinking are not going to be able to order the pay-per-view now? I mean, that's the thing that I think it might be kind of tough to exactly figure out, but they're thinking it's a good chunk. Like, I don't think they have any any real estimates in here at all, um, necessarily. But, I mean, I would assume it's it's got to be a, a – I mean, it, it looks like, for example, he notes – that UFC indicates that 25% of orders come from DirecTV homes. Um, and it looks like uh, and boxing has been as high as 33%. So TNA pay-per-view numbers are believed to be 6,000 to 7,000 per week range. So they'd be losing um, 1,200 to 1,800 homes per week or 4,800 to uh, $7,200 per week in decreased revenue or added weekly losses so it doesn't i mean it's not good no that doesn't sound good at all but i mean it doesn't sound like a lot but i guess when you're only getting six thousand well i think that's part of the thing too is like they um you know we're, we're worried about our budget anyways and then this happens it's like so, I don't know. Well, hopefully, hopefully they figure it out. We got another email to read. <laughs> That's a, we're back. We're back on Drip TV. Um, 
Anyway, moving on. Uh, those close to Jeff Hardy, you know, heard, you know, we've heard these rumblings about what's going on with Jeff Hardy, right? He's the, the, those close to him says that he's not signed a contract with TNA. Although those in TNA claim that he has. He did say he was interested in working more dates for them after the reception he got. Uh, he didn't work either show this past week. And the betting line is that TNA is asking for big trouble if they sign him. This is what Dave says. And they will have a major egg on their face if they don't. Which shows what happens when you ignore people's history and mark out over the idea uh, we can get a star. It's also noted that um, Jim Ross uh, addressed the Jeff Hardy situation on Bite This. He said that, quote, I was surprised to see Jeff Russell for TNA, pleasantly surprised. Said that he would be a welcome addition to the company and was very talented, and the door was always open for him to return in the, to the WWE someday. Said that he wished Jeff and TNA nothing but the best because, regardless of what some people might say, they were not the enemy. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Bring up TNA over there and bite this about Jeff Hardy. Um, he, he's saying that who's not the enemy? WWE is not the enemy. Um, I almost took it as like TNA. I took it as TNA. I'm not really sure how TNA would be the enemy. Right. Yeah. There's such a minor. They're a minor inconvenience to them right now. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not even. <clears throat> it's not even like a, a bee surrounding your head, and you're like, get out of here. It's like the bee that you see across the field, and you're like, I really hope that doesn't sting me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I just got a couple more things, Bob, and then we can get right into the show. Um, so the this is about the third week ratings uh, for Impact. So now we're we're about to watch, I believe, the fifth Impact as a reference point. Uh, they were at a point two, the third week which you can say was down 41% from the prior week, as misleading as saying the week two was up 55% from week one. So this this all gets very confusing. Uh, but with the numbers that small and the nature of the sample, these variations aren't that significant. After three weeks, the show was averaging a 0.25. And it's noted here that Dixie Carter made the decision for the company to not release ratings. And she did so. Uh, in the first two weeks when the numbers were good. The average over the first two weeks uh, for the Friday at 3 p.m. shows, uh, the Saturday at midnight showing did a little better, upping the actual national average on Fox Sports Net, meeting 164,000 homes. So that's uh, what, what we're looking at here. Uh, and Carter was in Los Angeles this past week meeting with Fox Sports Net, officials attempting to get a TV slot upgrade because the ratings started out strong. So uh, I don't know how much more uh, rating talk we're going to be hearing, Bob. Unless it's good. Because <laughs> right. Dixie, Dixie doesn't want to release it. This may be it. Well, I feel like anytime you don't want to release it, it means that it's not, like, you know it's not going to trend well. Right. I think that's probably fair to say. Yeah. Uh, it's also noted here, oh, speaking of the Carters, they're very strong on moving everything to Orlando. And that's because, well, the look is better. It'll save on travel costs and the wearing down factor on everyone having to rush from Nashville to Orlando. Now, the downside is that you're asking a lot from the Orlando market to support two live shows per week. 
as surprising as this is to almost everyone, the Nashville crowd have been hotter uh, of late than the Orlando crowd, but that doesn't overcome the nicer look of Orlando. Mm-hmm. These rumors going around on, or go, there's rumors going around that the July 21st show in Nashville would be the last. Really? Yes, but Don West, who does the radio show in Nashville, asked Jeff Jarrett, he said that the story wasn't true. However, workers at the building were telling people that they were told July 21st would be their final night. It's also noted that Burt Prentice has also started booking the fairgrounds for shows starting on August 7th for his own promotion. Even though the story was out, as late as this past week, Todd Carter, which is Dixie's brother, and Jeff Jarrett were still debating the merits of the move, with Jarrett feeling the two shows a week from Orlando could burn out the market, and he's strongly against it. The feeling was that the Carters saw the cost after five weeks, and no question, it's huge savings in transportation to at least run closer together. Uh, it may be better bet to run Wednesdays. Well, Dave says best bet is to eliminate the Wednesdays and <laughs> run once per month, and eventually they'll either figure it out or blow nearly six figures week learning. Um, so they're saying the best bet is to run Wednesdays maybe in like Tampa or St. Pete area rather than Orlando. So Orlando has the look, no doubt. But the last thing you want to do is run too often and kill the crowd response. So you're you're running those shows at a park. Right. So So how can you kill the crowd? That's, I think, an interesting point. Because there's going to be, unless you have your diehards that might come every time but like the diehards are going to be excited like no matter what i feel like then you're going to have a you know new waves of people coming in well that's what i'm saying yeah you just circulate them out i would if you do two shows a day i do i would have like a fucking advertisement oh okay uh two shows today first show at one second show at 4 30 separate tickets required or whatever so right, you can't right. get the one o'clock come to the 4 30 one right it's I like agree a revolving that. door that way it stays fresh. It'd be different. If you go to Tampa or St. Lucie, then you could maybe burn out your crowd because, you know, you're probably going to have to get a building and pay and all these other things. But I would definitely stick with Orlando. I think so, too. Uh, and, and recently, I mean, it's, it's going to be old news by the time this airs. Sorry, guys. We're just trying to we're trying to catch up here, as you guys have heard. But um, our, our friend over on Twitter, did you see this about Alan? Wojcik? Yeah. How do you say his last name? I don't want to mess it up. Right, I think I think that's like uh, he he noted that he he lived this in person because I we this is we as of this recording it was just the episode drop where they announced Impact. So he said he I lived it in person. The FSN uh, tapings were fun, but they created a dumb rivalry between the Asylum crowd and the Impact Zone. And he was in Florida, but loyalty to my uh, Tennessee friends. And he said, "Of course we're going to cover it all, right? Cross the line." And that's right. We are going to cover it all. And and here's another example of that. What's going to happen? You know, and we've heard we've already heard rumors of this. And that's why the national crowd might be getting hotter. They're afraid they're going to lose it. It's really interesting uh, to hear that back and forth. And I'm sure it's going to only continue as we move on here. Uh, And my final note is a short one. And it's because the bad timing award goes to. Johnny Devine, who just moved from Calgary to Nashville about two weeks ago, 
so that he could work full-time in the promotion. So if they do move to Orlando, <laughs> this dude just moved to Nashville. <laughs> which would be a bummer. <laughs> that sucks. What great communication between the promotion and its talents. Does that not just remind you of, um, like, when... Oh, shoot, what's his name? Mortimer Plumtree? Mortimer Plumtree. Oh, my God, I, can, I can't believe I can think of his name. But when he, like, moved and they were like, well, the company might close down, but he just moved his whole life here. <laughs> yeah, he had just signed a year lease or whatever. Yeah, dude. And it was just like, oh, boy. And then it I was like... That's yeah, probably why he. That's probably why he ended up leaving. Like as soon as that year leaves was up, he was probably, you know what? I am not about to get burned because this is just not a stable situation. It was messy, man. It was really messy. Yeah, it really was. But um, besides, I mean, we got some dark matches. I guess should we just say that before we get started? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, let me. I almost forgot to say it. That's why I was like, wait a second. I have dark matches. Because I've been forgetting, I feel like I am almost forgetting like explosion recently and stuff. So <laughs> we're good, guys. We're getting there. Okay, we're we're working on it. Okay, so uh, a bunch of different dark matches took place at this taping. Um, and let's see, we had Shark Boy defeating David Young, Chad Collier and Onyx and Hot Stuff Hernandez defeated Mikey ba- ba- Bats. Yeah, I, I, Bats. Uh, Jarrell Clark and Lex Levette. And then it looks like after the show, let me just double check to make sure this is actually after the show. Yes. And then after the show, we got some surprising names here, Bob. Well, one surprising name. And that's Sanjay Dutt teaming up with Kid Romeo. Mm-hmm. Defeated the Naturals. Jay Stevens and Andy wow. Douglas. So Kid Romeo making an appearance there in a dark match. Kind of cool. He, he must be an Orlando guy. That would make sense. That's what I would have to think. Yeah, I think that makes sense. But that's that's all I got, man. I am so ready for Impact, as I always am. Uh, all right. Well, it's that time, then. It is the July 2nd edition of NWA TNA Impact. The approximate runtime for this is 44 minutes and 27 seconds. If you want to watch along with us, head over to Impact Plus or find your own personal collection, whichever works for you. I'm going to count down from three, and when I say play, that is when you're going to watch along with us or just listen to us react to it. That works as well. Three, two, one, play. Oh, shit, Bob. Look who's here. The world's most dangerous man. My shit is blasting in my ear right now. I gotta turn that shit way yeah, down. Turn it down, dude. Okay, that's a little bit better. I can hear it pretty good, but gotta love the Ken Shamrock holding up the belt from two thousand two. Part that got impact. First champion. There we go, dude. Stage twenty one. You know, I've never even been to Universal. I gotta go. I got to go to Universal just to literally be like, here's, okay, I'm, I'm near the stage. I'm at stage 21. This is where Impact was. Yeah. 
I'm ready for like a new like a song. Like this is like fine and all, but like I need a nice banger to like open up Impact. That didn't really have much excitement to it. That that's that's what I mean. It's like like that's it. Rodman did that to me, and it's like a hickey on his neck. Jesus Christ, that's funny. Blowing out our budget with fucking pyro here. Yeah, Look at shit. It's cool, fuck. Uh, I, I'm not even going to make you guess. It doesn't really matter because it's universal. But we are full 850 again. That doesn't surprise me. It's probably easy to fill that place. I'd have to think. I'd think so. So recently I was, I was watching... Um, Dark, which you've been reviewing over at pwmania.com. Uh, I no longer am doing that. Okay, Bob is no longer doing that. <laughs> oh, look at this! Freaking Alex Shelley. What? Whoa! So primetime just came out, uh, and now okay. we got Alex Shelley making his debut. I think he's wrestled. Have we heard his name on Explosion? I feel like we have. We may have. I don't remember. Well, we can double check in a moment here. But this is this is exciting. I hate the shorts he's got on. They're like shorts, and one leg is like two inches longer. They're like yeah, like three inches. Like what in the world? Yeah, it's like one is in his knee pad. It's weird, dude. No, wait, no, it's, like, cut different. Yeah, it's really weird. Now, double-check to see if he's been on Explosion at all. <laughs> Alex Shelley just turned 21, they said. That's insane. Really insane. Okay, so... Alex Shelley, at his actual first match... In TNA was actually a dark match in the second impact. And I totally forgot that that was a thing. That's where he teamed with Michael Shane and Roderick Strong to they in a losing effort to uh Saban, Skipper, and Hector Garza. And that was a dark match, you said. It was a dark match. So it was not explosion. I was I was wrong. I thought he appeared on explosion. Look at this. Beautiful moonsault by Skipper off the top rope. You are ahead of me because mine's been mine's buffered. Oh. Would you like a time check? Uh, yeah, what are you at? I am at three minutes and 58 seconds, 59, four minutes, four, one, four, two. All right, let me know when you get to 412. 412. Here comes Michael Shane. Wait, with Kazarian. And then go. Alex Shelley, man. This is so exciting. I'm so excited to see Alex Shelley. Do you think Shelley's got a chance to win this or no? I'll tell you what. He's already getting more offense in than I was expecting. Yeah. Oh, nice little fisherman swinging neckbreaker there. I'm going to say no, though, because I do feel like Skipper's been, or sorry, primetime, has been uh, kind of up on an upswing here. He's had a lot of momentum. Yeah, and this being Shelley's, like, debut this thing is pissing me off 
Are you having issues there? I'm buffering again. Uh-oh. It's whatever. Oh, Michael Shane and Kazarian are like, oh, yeah, he hurt his head. <laughs> yeah, after that backstabber. Thanks, Shelly. I'll just commentate after I hear what you say. I'll say what I say. You'll bounce off of me. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Well, hey, if there's like a weird highlight package or something, we can catch back up again if we need to. Oh, I'm sure that will happen. Weapon. Shelly up on the top. Oh, double stop to the back of Skipper's head. Or prime time. Wait, why, is there, why is there a sign that says yams? I don't know. <laughs> Shelly. And then there's the back of it says Ben. Shelly to the top. Are, are Kazarian and Shane together now? It kind of looks like they're teaming them up. Yeah. Shelly just went for a weird corkscrew, like press. Or, like, and it was like he missed it. It didn't matter. It's kind of weird looking. They had a really bad camera shot of it, too, though. I don't think I've ever seen Shelly do that before. No, there's probably a reason why. Because it doesn't look good. Because he well, it, it just he doesn't awkward. hit it. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't hit it. It's really probably it. Skipper setting Shelly up on the on that rope. You know what he's gonna do. The crowd knows what he's gonna do. Everyone's throwing up the axe. He's walking the ropes. Hurricane Rana. When do you so think he good. figured out he can do that? Do you think one day he was like, "I'm gonna try to walk these"? He probably he probably figured that out at the power plant. You how so? else would yeah? Because how else would you try it? I don't know. That's what I mean. <laughs> oh, cow. oh, oh, wow! Going for a cradle. Oh, I thought I was gonna get him. Me too. Oh, here we go. Play of the day. The pod. And one, two. Uh, there's got to be a time where Skipper slips walking the ropes, right? I feel like it's got to happen. They've done very good with, like, tricking us to think that he slipped, even though it's part of, like, what the spot was. Right. But, like, a true slip? I'm I'm curious. It's we know. we Coming up next. Here we go. Oh, Oh, okay, so D'Lo and America's Most Wanted next. Okay, we don't know who they're fighting, but that's what's happening next. Um, that was a weird transition because they were like, they made it sound like it was like D'Lo and Monty up next, but they're like the man that's fighting him Wednesday on pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. Here's Team Japan, dude. Was it Miyamoto Wait. again? Misawa? On the right, hold on. Maki Ino? Oh my god, Bob. Oh no, okay. I read the name wrong. Wait, no, it didn't, did I? Oh no, yeah, that's not the same guy. <laughs> Never mind. Huh. That was weird. So D'Lo and AMW are teaming up to fight these guys right now? Yeah, Team Japan. Look, he's just D-Lo again. Crowd's going nuts for D-Lo. I rule. Another great sign here in the impact zone. 
We yeah, find you're, the defenders. You're literally like two or three seconds ahead of me, but I'm not going to fucking worry about it. Here's America's Most Wanted. The only thing, Bob, that I think that this stage needs is like if you look at the one that's in Nashville, they have like all those cool like metal things. Whereas in the impact zone, besides the lights on the wall, like it's very flat. It's just like a flat gray wall. And I kind of wish they had like something on it. I don't think I hate it. I don't hate it. I'm nitpicking. You just want more distractions. No, I like a cool stage. Don't get me wrong. Put it this way. This is what I mean. The inside of the tunnel looks cooler than the outside of the tunnel. Yeah, but isn't that the point of a tunnel? Oh, I guess so. Like when you're in a tunnel, you're like, oh, wow, this tunnel's pretty cool. And you leave the tunnel. <laughs> and you're like, oh, damn, it's not as cool as yeah, inside dude, that, Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, I'll, get, I'll go with that. <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, the bell rang. And that's right. I forgot, Bob, that the, the Naturals, uh, when they got that win, that was because they were on the gut check list. So uh, they kind of had to get the win against America's Most Wanted, or we might not be seeing them. Yeah, well, I mean, it kind of surprises me that they were on the gut check considering everything they were doing to AMW. Right. It doesn't, like, make a lot of sense, right? No, it'd be like, you know, a coworker at your at your work, like, he could get fired and he just goes around breaking other computers. Hurricane Rana by James Storm. He could be um, on the list, list, but like we're not sure. We're not really sure about that. Oh, he tricked him with the mist. James Storm fell for it too. Major flinch. He did too, and he laughed. Two for flinching. Here comes Nasawa. And he gets power slammed. And he tags in Chris Harris. That's right. They got their ring gear stolen. They still aren't coming out with any, which is fine. I mean, the flag thing's fine. Well, and Sinead's suggesting that they overlooked the naturals. Well, that's a good, that's a really good point. I don't know if I would want to go that route just because the naturals had attacked them a bunch of times. I don't know if I like the idea of like a, oh, maybe a fluke win. Yeah. It kind of diminishes I, the naturals. No, it does. Which if really, I mean, it. You, know, you could argue Team Canada, I'll say, but they're not even just a tag team, so I don't even want to count that. I mean, really, I feel like the naturals are like our top heel team. Uh, who who is more? You could argue Team Canada, but they're more of like a faction because they have more. Team Canada is a stable, yeah. stable, right? So it's like you can't really count that. That's a really good point. I mean, the Naturals, I guess, could would be your top heel team, but that just seems so weird to say that because they've been. So, I know they haven't been here that long, right? And America's Most Wanted is clearly our. Our oh. top face team. I mean, that's it's been that way since literally. I think they joined forces. Like it's been that long. Right. The night they were together, the crowd was behind them. I mean, it's crazy. Right. D'Lo and Nasawa in the ring now. Uh, Nasawa just hit a heel kick and he rolls and he tags in the guy whose name I forgot already. 
the way the way this other guy is dressed up makes me feel like he's not Japanese. Right. But the thing is, at least according to Cage Match, he is. Maki Inu. And what I mean by that is like anybody that's a full time wrestling fan, go watch like WCW ninety four when Ric Flair has a masked man and it's Arn Anderson. That is exactly what it looks like. So that's what it is. He's wearing it's literally a long sleeve Under Armour shirt, black, and he's wearing like Adidas pants. Yeah. And then he's got a mask on. Like he doesn't look like a a normal like wrestler in general. Dragon screw leg whip here by Miyamoto on Harris. This has gone a lot longer than I expected it to. Right. Nice basement drop kick by Miyamoto as Nassau was holding Harris in a camel clutch. Oh, nice shining wizard. Going for the cover. And D'Lo had to break it up. That's how devastating that shining wizard was. D'Lo had to come in and be like, hey, that's my move. I do that now because I wrestled in Japan once. You know, that's an interesting point, too, is that four out of the six guys here are regulars in Japan. Right. I mean, D'Lo literally has his Japanese attire on. Oh, shit, a spear by Chris Harris. Yeah, with his stable mates, so like Bull Buchanan and Jamal. <laughs> so, ROD or whatever. Dude, that is so weird. And it, dude, stuff like that I love in Japan. It's like Bull Buchanan and Jamal are a tag team. Like, what? And with D'Lo. So right. So weird. But, hey, man, it works over there. Speaking of D'Lo Brown, I don't know if you saw Bob, but did you did you just see what happened at the recent Impact tape? I saw the spoiler, yeah. So did I, and I was like, I, I thought it was think, fake. I don't think that's like a, a regular thing, though, right? Because it's like the 20 years. I would assume that's why they're doing it. But I was still like, what? But that means, I mean, it's at a taping, so they're going to be at least on a couple weeks, I'm sure. Yeah, I would imagine, yeah. Nice moonsault by D'Lo, but, well, they broke it up. Didn't matter. Oh, oh boy, Bob, our match is breaking down. D'Lo doing a moonsault. What the hell? Pretty nice, too, huh? It was like a springboard. Right. Duck, silver clothesline. Okay, that looked like shit. He just, like, splashed him. Ready? One, two, three. And Bob should be seeing it now. Oh, nice suicide dive. Oh, super keg. It is a nice super kick. Oh, the crowd loves like loves these guys. Nice, the death sentence. He's like in the middle of the ring. That, that gets it. Oh shit! AMW with the win. Immediately after the match. Oh, the Naturals have got the tag titles. What the hell? Nine tenths of the law, man. Possession. Nine tenths. Possession of the law. is nine tenths of the law. Ask Raven. He knows. Up next. Wait, so the Naturals are getting a tag title match on Wednesday? Is that what they just said? Tanay just said they're going to have to earn those titles hmm? on Wednesday. There's only one way to find out. That's a tune in to next week's episode. Your next episode. Which is also next week. Here comes the Alpha Male. All right, I buffered again. So what? what's your time at? Okay, Bob, I am at 
16 minutes. Oh, 17 minutes. 1701. Okay. Right. I'm at, uh, at 1723, so let me know when you get there. You got it. And this looks like it's a Mountie Brown. It so. is, and he is facing Abysmo Negro. Oh, they're jobbing out all the Japanese guys. 19, 20. Oh, he's Mexico. 21, 22, 23. Right, Negro is... Uh, Yes. Mexico. Yes, he is. What is he wearing? Is he look? He's, he's like also he's a... wearing black under. No, it's he's wearing all black, and he's got like a sheer um, shirt, like long sleeve shirt on. Yeah, he's channeling his Jeff Hardy because we know he's trying to get signed here. We're brawling ringside. Slams Negro over the uh, guardrail. He's just a physical specimen. He's clearing out the fans. He's ringside. not gonna. He's gonna fake him out. Yeah, he is. <laughs> That's a classic heel thing to do. Make a move and then not do nothing. Get out of my way. Fuck you guys. I'm going to throw him right there. Yeah, out of everywhere to throw him. I'm going to throw him right where you're at. Back suplex by Monty. That's right. There must be a winner between D'Lo and Monty Brown this Wednesday. On paper, if you. I can't, I can't wait for it to be a no contest. Because that's the type of shit that... Uh, They'll be like, yeah, we couldn't do it, so next week we're doing false count anywhere. Right. Negro tries to take Monty Brown down with a clothesline, but you can't take down the alpha male just like that. Wait, he got him staggered. Springboard. Dropkick. Springboard missile drop. Barely gets a one count. Oh, he should have already won this match, too. Yeah, he should have. Especially because this is like the weakest link of Team Mexico. Yeah, and I think it's pretty clear that's the case, too, when you even watch this match. Yeah. Yams. That pounce. That's right. It takes him back to the football playing days of the Alpha Male. Because we have a bunch of football stars here in Impact. Always slam. Yep, right after a backbreaker across his knee. Here we go. Set him for the pound. Pounce! I yelled at a lot more, but I get yelled at. So I, I gotta be quiet, but. You gotta do you, man. You can't let somebody hold you back from expressing yourself. Ooh, ah! Ooh, That's what? right. The Alpha Male. Welcome to the Serengeti. Let's go. The Pounds. That's right, baby. Devo, you will feel the Pounds. That's a promise. Sabin and Amazing Red are teaming up next. Oh, my God. Shark Boy found a shark at the park. 
Oh shit, it's D-Ray 3000. Oh, wait, he, look, he missed, but he got him the shark toy anyway. We stole it. Oh, look, there's another shark, and Shark Boy's pumped D-Ray scared shitless. Shark Boy is, like, so perfect for them to be in Orlando like er, like this, like, in Universal. Yeah. There's something for everybody. Universal. Oh, I love this wide shot of the impact zone. Oh, it makes me so happy. Look at Michael Shane with Tracy. Michael Shane. Who is he fighting? Oh, Kazarian. Are they fighting Red and Saban? Yeah, they must be. Tracy and, and Kazarian are not together yet, are they? At this time? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. They might of course, be. they're married now. And have kids. I feel like they've been together for a long time. So do I. I'm kind of more curious is like, is this... This is the first time we've seen them together on like screen like that. Is this around the time where they... Who knows? Maybe there's like a little something. Maybe he's going to take her away from Michael Shane. Mm. Chris Aben, amazing rad. I'm sure this is about to be a banger. They're all former X Division champions in this match. Oh, wow. Interesting tidbit. That's pretty cool. I like that. I mean, Red has, you know, he was champion for like six days. So. Hey, man. They can't all be long ones. Still can't. Oh, look, because everyone wants to shake Saban's hand. Oh, he does it. Oh, shit. Dude, code of honor here in the impact zone. Hmm. I feel okay. like he's going to try to do it again later on in the match, and then he's going to, like, poke him in the ass. And then he's going to, yeah, do it. Yeah. Be like, oh, wow, you're impressive. Let's shake hands again. And then, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. That's right. 10-minute time limits. 10-minute time limits and non-titles. And now we have a judge in case they go that way. And it sounds like it's Dusty Rhodes again. The Dream is backstage. Watching it's, intently. Look, there he is. It's been Dusty every week, though. Why are they making it sound like it's not him? Because the Dream is the judge. So get ready. Uh, I kind of wish they would mix it up a little bit. Now, we even heard that rumor of, like, was it uh, just Ricky Morton or was it both Rock and Roll Express like coming in? Regardless, they had the idea that they were going to have um, more people come in, I think it was kind of fun. Yes, Dusty Rhodes backstage. I just heard, did they just say something about a three-team tornado tag match? Oh, I might have missed that. Oh, you're talking about Jeff Hardy again. Wait. Oh, yeah. Talking about Kid Cash being suspended. They spoiled that dream match between Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles. 
I feel like the more they talk about Jeff Hardy, the more we're going to see him again. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's – which is the interesting part of, like – I feel like they wouldn't do that if they weren't either extremely confident or already have a deal in place. Now, that I feel like we've kind of learned from our past mistakes. Holy shit, look at that flatliner from Red on Kazarian. And that was right after Saban dived on uh, Michael oh, Shane. And we're back. Five minutes left in the match from commercial. Saban's like, let me in. Huge springboard leg drop. Uh, in case you're wondering, they're, the tornado tag match they're talking about, it looks like it's um, Daniels in prime time against Saban Red and against Team Canada. Oh, wow. And it's a tornado tag. That's, and they're saying it's a tornado tag match. That sounds pretty good to me. I, I'm, I'm definitely interested, interested in that. All right, July, look, we're seeing at the bottom. So we got Jarrett, Shamrock, 3 Life Crew, and the Elite Guard in the eight-man gauntlet for the NWA World's title. America's Most Wanted defends the NWA World's Tag Team Championship versus the Nationals as, by the way, Michael Shane just has like a, a straight jacket with headlock on so uh, the gauntlet right. for the goal would mean the final two would then fight for the title, right? Yes, yes. Three-way X Division Tornado Tag. Here we go. Sonny Siaki and Desire. Oh, no, this is different. Sorry. Versus Big Vito and Trinity in a mixed tag match. Oh, so those are two separate. They didn't list out the competitors in the X Division. Sharp Boy versus Kazarian and Michael Shane. I missed the beginning part of that because it scrolled too fast. But Well, we got a bunch of matches there ready for uh, Wednesday's pay-per-view. And you know what? The thing is that they can't really keep us in the dark with too many matches anymore because they want people to watch this to then watch the show. Right. Nice double drop kick springboard by Saban. It's a Gurry heel kicks. Saban's going absolutely nuts right now. Oh, I love that. Saban does that. He's got him up on his shoulder, and then he, like, twists him down. Oh, shit. Red's bandana came off. You know it's serious business now. He's got the he's got the curls out. He's got the curls out. We're under three minutes left. Oh, shit. Super kick by Michael Shane. Whoa. Michael Shane got the pin on Chris Saban. Wow, I don't know if I expected that. I think I like the idea of Shane and Kazarian together. So do I, because they're both like the the cocky uh, personalities really <laughs> go well with each other. Yeah. Oh, so they're doing like a little Ken Shamrock video here. Well, I guess this is a great time to tell you, Bob. I do have a note about Ken Shamrock that I was saving for the show. Uh, Dana White did an interview saying that Ken Shamrock went into the, uh, I'm going to mess up this name, Kimmo match, Kimo, uh, with a torn rotator cuff, and he needed surgery. And Dave notes that if that's the case, I have no idea why he's doing TNA right now, other than he's got financial issues. Let me know Shamrock. when he gets a 2903. Um, okay. I'll hold on the rest of that note then while we... 
Uh, Matt, 29, one, two, three. Oh shit, Johnny Fairplay. I got 38 million votes to prove it. I'm the most hated man. He's throwing out a challenge. Oh, he's, he's throwing out a challenge to all of your reality TV stars. He doesn't care if you're fired. Yeah. If you were picked to get married, you weren't picked to get married. So he's challenging real world, road rules, bachelor... And like the apprentice, the apprentice, yeah. Time's ticking, man or woman, or even my dead grandpa, Johnny Fairplay reality challenge. Wow, okay. Uh, finishing up that note though, Shamrock is also getting his ACL checked on July 2nd to see how well it held up after all the training, which is the day after this taping, it's the day it aired. So, Shamrock is uh, kind of a mess, apparently. Sure seems it. Dude, the heel section, they made it to Orlando. Look at the sign behind uh, Tanae and Don Was. Or is it their own version of it? Well, realistically. Okay, talking about that three-way X Division tornado tag, huh? Usually, you, you're going to have at least three in the match. In the inside the ring at one time, so I don't think it's quite as tornado as we were hoping. But Monty Brown, D'Lo, there must be a winner. Winner. Then we're talking about we we just we heard all this, but we're getting that uh, at the entrance there. I love Don West red impact button up shirt. The black. Oh wait. There's a surprise. Oh, wait. James Storm and, and Chris Harris, this is like their favorite thing to do is when they're pissed, they come down and start yelling. You boys have taken this to a whole different level. We're taking our identity back. We're taking our belts back because they have possession of them. This Wednesday night on pay-per-view... There's going to be a fight. You've taken everything from us. You've taken our jackets. You've taken our belts. That's right. everything. I thought that they were just going to make like a stipulation in the match, but. Okay. Oh, Chris Harris promising they will not win. Oh, okay. And by they, he means the Nationals. He, of course, thinks they will win, but not the Nationals. Okay, we're going to relive the debut of Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Tenacious was like, yeah, he was like almost. I know, he's like choke, he like choked on his spit or something. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah. TNA dropped the ball. Remember, they said that well, they should have got him, but they dropped the ball. See you in the future. 
The ball has been dropped. <laughs> yeah, I like how he's like, we fucked up. We didn't get him. To my wallet. Ooh, Shane like that's Douglas. His, that's his fault. He doesn't get him, right? Shane Douglas with Vince Russo, who's holding a binder that says Jeff Jarrett on it, I think, or a folder. I did. I did drop the ball. Jeff Hardy, I know you're at home in North Carolina. I know what you want. Oh, sorry. It says Jeff Hardy. It was very blurry. I couldn't read it very well. So he held it up better. He knows what he wants. It looks like Dusty here. I'm walking. This is the right, right direction, the right steps. So they're sending Jeff Hardy an offer. That's what they're saying. Great athletes know what's in here. Why is Shane Douglas surprised to see Dusty there? Shane Douglas keeps looking at it. And Dusty's told Shane Douglas, you don't know what's in here, saying basically alluding to the fact that he's not a great athlete. And <laughs> <laughs> I want him bad, brother. So Dusty's going to go get Jeff Hardy for us. Between old friends like us, what's in the envelope? He said, Dusty's got it. Up next. Main event. Okay, it doesn't say who's in the main event. It just shows Jeff Jarrett with a guitar and three life crew. So I hope that they're doing like Sting and Hogan. Really, like, obviously, like Hardy would want a title match against Jarrett or something. And like every week, they're going to be. Like, we know what you want, Jeff. You want, you want Kid Romeo, and they're he's going to be like, no, I don't want. It. Like that's what they did with Sting in '97. Like we know what you want. You want Scott Norton. Well, you, want to fight, you want to fight Scott Norton? <laughs> we know that's the one guy that you want to fight. And like the next week, like, we know you want Scott Hall. That's who you want. And he's like, no. Are you guys dumb? And then J.J. Dillon's finally like, oh, oh, Hogan. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. Okay, here comes Jarrett, who's not wrestling because he's wearing his King, King weird outfit. Right, but so there is the elite the guard. Formal. No, there's a match, I think. Is there? I thought there was. They made it sound. There's, who's making an impact? I guess you don't have to do a match to make an impact, I suppose. Jarrett followed by the elite guard. Unless we're going to have a face-to-face -face with Shamrock and uh, Jarrett. I guess that could end us. That's what I figured. Also, I think it's... I, I, when I was going through these notes and I heard this part about, oh, wait a second. Jared's joining uh, Don West and Mike Tanay. So maybe there still is a match, oh, but it's the elite guard. You know what? I bet it's the elite guard versus uh, the real life crew. Hmm. Stand up when the king comes out here. Wait a second. The elite guard just standing behind him. I have no clue what's happening right now. It might, maybe Ron's in a singles match. Or oh, something? wait. Team Canada. Okay, so maybe it's still three life crew though. Right. You cannot hear Mike Tenay's announcement of Team Canada, which is kind of interesting. Looks like it's Petey, Petey, Eric, 
Eric Young and Bobby Roode. Three live crew. Three live crew. Oh my god, they all match. They all got TNA jersey blue jerseys on and like the blue camo. Wait, what's this? They're pointing. Oh, shit, Bob. It's the worm. Well, that would make sense because we were supposed to see him. Wow. Here's the worm with three left crew. This is big, Bob. You should have been wearing a three left jacket or something jersey stay tuned to wednesday's episode to learn more oh boy uh, but you'll be glad to know that terry taylor presented an idea for rodman um where he says actually the idea came from swinger where rodman would come out with him uh in the skirt and coconut bra russo what? russo was to set he was said to love it but jared nixed it <laughs> <laughs> Rodman would come out wearing that? Rodman would come out with him in the skirt and coconut bra. Do <laughs> you think Rodman would have done I mean, he, he might have done that. Oh, look at Russo and uh, Shamrock are like watching and the little screen. Uh, probably not. But we are going to we're going to talk a lot about um, Rodman on Wednesday's episode. So stay tuned. All right, so Team Canada versus Three Life Crew here. We got Eric Young and Conan starting us off. Wow. And this is our main event, man. This is it. That was the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Oh, Conan. Rolling Thunder, clothesline. Have we we haven't seen Shamrock since he came out of the car, right? No, no. So the chances of him coming out here at some point are pretty fucking high, I would have to guess. He has to. Bobby Roode gets chucked out of the ring by Conan, and now Eric Young is being double teamed. Oh, maybe triple. They're calling for it. That was not a great camera angle, but it's fine. They're pointing as Killings was on the top rope, but you couldn't see him. And then he just flew in with that leg drop to the groin. Let me tell you something, strength in numbers. That's right, go to TNAWrestling.com for breaking news, because we don't go to NWATNA.com anymore. <gasps> Axe kick on Eric Young. Don't worry, though, Bobby Roode broke that up. Just to well, make you aware of where I'm at, I just saw the scissors kick. Wait, you're buffered again? Dude, it's been buffering nonstop for me, so I'll just Okay, we're having a we're having a bad episode this week, guys. Fight the bullet. Well, there's only Jared's only going to answer a question one time. He ain't doing it a bunch, so knock it off, Tanae. 
Dallas, are you frozen? You were frozen, Dallas. Are you alive? Oh, I'm alive. Okay, we're good, guys. Everyone thing is good. I'm no longer buffering. I'm at 41 minutes and five seconds. Whoa. I just got so scared. I don't know what was going on there. We're live, pal. Guys, this is unedited because we are doing live watch along, so this is not edited. <laughs> That's funny. What is your time at now? Uh, I am at um, 41.23. Cool. All right. So I buffered, and then it looked like you froze, and I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Oh, shit. BG just accidentally knocked out Mike Posey. That didn't look accidental. Well, you're right. It really didn't, but. B-Jizzle. Do you want a jersey that says B-Jizzle on the back of it? Probably not. Gee, what an off! It's such a bad nickname, dude. Yeah, it's not good. So Bobby Roode and BG James are in the ring with each other right now. Oh, what's this? The pump handle sign? No. Ooh. Oh, Johnny Devine. Show Dennis Rodman watching the match. Rodman's not even doing anything. Nice. He's like, is he even at ringside or is he in like the front row? Uh, that's actually, I don't know the answer to that. That's a really good question. I, he must be in the front row because he's not standing around the ring. I don't see him here. I know. Here comes Jarrett with the guitar. BG going for that pump handle slam and crack. Jarrett must got stiffer guitars. They're not exploding like they used to. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. <laughs> he slipped it right under the ring. No pieces in sight. Posey. Oh, shit. Bobby Roode got the pin on BG James. I, and I don't hate that. No, I don't either. I didn't expect it, but I like it. Attaboy got the more. Jesus. That is so funny. Well, big win for Team Canada. Clean or dirty. Who cares? Still big win. Record book says they won, so it doesn't really matter. Now Jarrett is getting another guitar. Dude's got fucking, what's he got, another truck of him somewhere? They're How is he able to hide the these under the ring and no one notices? I don't know. Look at Shamrock. Time. Shamrock took it out of his hands. Here comes the elite guard. And they're, he's threatening them all with a guitar, a breakaway guitar. And now 3 Left Crew is standing with Shamrock. Oh, Shamrock smashes it on the ground. It fucking explodes. Sure, Mark, having a stare down with Jarrett. They're nose to nose. You know, are we going out? With it a, it uh, better be. It better be Jarrett and uh, Shamrock because they should have done that in two thousand two. That's dude. I kind of forgot we never really got that, huh? No. Dude, there's a reason, dude. You had to build it for two years. Make you forget Shamrock ever was even a champion. And that's it. Thank God that episode's over. Um, what do you think, Bob? I mean, it's not a bad show, so I can't say thumbs down. So I guess I'll go mild thumbs up. I liked it still. 
Impact's just like so much fun. It's so quick for me that it's like that alone is just like like quick in like solid matches. Yeah. So is this it's just another thumbs up, man. The day there's a thumbs down impact, it's gonna be a sad day. That's all I'm saying. Well, and I'm sure it will happen. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're not gonna have perfect shows forever. Even I know that. Will I find something to like on other shows? Yeah, of course I will. But you you show me a tunnel and I say it's a good show. I mean, come on, just look at it. How can you how can you say it's bad? <laughs> yeah. Um. No, that was fun though. I mean, I I enjoyed it, and it is kind of weird. the 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 Dennis Rodman situation is uh is very interesting because they really hyped him up and then he did nothing. I mean, they did. They showed him sitting down. Yeah, and he like came out with three life crew, which is like a nice rub for them, I guess. But like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I there it was. Gone, I could have gone without the. Oh my God, Dennis Rodman's going to be here. Type of thing. I so that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think is like, it's just like a weird like hype up. See, th- in this case. Would this not have been just a better, like, surprise moment? Like, oh, they should have tuned in. Instead, they tried to advertise something, and now it was kind of a letdown. Yeah. So, you know, where's that balance of, we want we want to be told some things. See, but this is TV as well, so see, that's important to keep in mind, too. We always say they should advertise for the pay-per-views because, obviously, people are going to buy those. In this case, they um, it was for... Free TV. Right. Very interesting. Um, got a decent looking show coming up on Wednesday, though. I couldn't think of what the word I was looking for. But we know a bunch of the matches. We know Monty Brown D'Lo must be a winner. We got Trinity and Big Vito against Desire and Sonny Siaki. America's Most Wanted defends the titles against the Naturals. Uh, that huge tornado tag team, three-way tag team match where Saban Bread faces off against Triple uh, X, Daniels in primetime, and Team Canada. And we got the gauntlet for the gold. The NWA title is going to be on the line. I mean, that's a pretty decent-looking card. And actually, I think we know the other match, too, because I saw a shark boy pop up on the on the screen there, so we'll just say it. Kazarian and Michael Shane facing off against D-Ray 3000 and Sharkboy. That's, yeah, that's the entire card. That's everything. Yeah, it doesn't sound really too bad of a card. Really. It seems like every match has a purpose. Much serves a purpose. So that's like there's really no filler. Right. Uh, the main of like the final two, though, in that gauntlet for the goal, if it's not Jarrett and Shamrock, I don't know what we're doing. Dude, if they aren't. The only thing I'm worried about is because. If he is truly injured, like we, like I, I mentioned that oh. Dana White said, then we might be in a bit of a tr- in bit of trouble. Um, so that's the only thing I could see us having a little bit of an issue with, but only time will tell. I mean, we we're not going to know about that until kind of happens. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the show though because uh, there's really just no filler to have to even worry about. And I won't have fucking buffering issues. So that will be 
yeah, it was a it was a weird uh, be really a weird watch part today. But we'll we'll be back on track next week, guys. No one will buffer. I won't buffer. Bob won't buffer. It's gonna be a good day. Yeah, no frozen stuff. It'll be great. Exactly. Uh, Dallas, you got anything else or no? No, man. Take us home and uh, get ready for uh, the pay per view one Wednesday. All right, then join us for the asylum. Gauntlet for the gold, tag titles on the line, plus much more. You never know who will show up here in TNA. Until then, for Dallas Greeley, I'm Bob Conley Jr., and this has been the TNA Crossline Podcast. (laughs) Ain't a damn thing changed. This is still my house. And for all of y'all that don't agree, I'll make sure y'all will never forget. I know, I know. Just say it, say it. Prime time, baby. This is PT's house. Pound for pound, I'm the best athlete in the world, bar none. It ain't easy being me, but this is what I do. And I'll make sure. Bam! High flying skill, bam! Toe to toe game, bam! Power game, bam! It ain't easy being me. But this is what I do, and I'll make sure y'all will never forget. I told you, this is what I do. Just say it. Say my name. Prime time, baby. This is the house that prime time built. Pound for pound, the best athlete in the world, bar none. Prime time, baby. Prime time. Whose house? PT, baby. Y'all must have forgot. I just wanted to say, this is what I do. You'll never forget. forget.